0: This is Around the Rim with LaChyna Robinson. Hello, basketball fans. Guess what time it is. It's time for your ESPNW Women's Basketball Podcast. That's right. It's Around the Rim, and it's playoff time. So I am excited. I am hyped. Um, I am your host, China Robinson, of course, We are without Tariqa Foster-Brasby for the moment, but we've got our producer Kyrie in the building. Hey, Kyrie. Hey, hey, what's up? What's up, LaChina? Oh, we appreciate you stepping in around the rim, love. Who who you got winning the WNBA uh, finals? I'm putting you on the hot seat off the jump. Oh, you know what? I can't make a prediction like that without... Being fully entrenched in the action, but I gotta say, a, a Rutgers alum. Oh, you so you got Rutgers. Okay, so all right, so let's back this out because I think I can help you make this work. The way we can get the Rutgers connection, you got Epiphany Prince and Kia Vaughn that are playing for New York, so you're either gonna have to go for New York. Um, Essence Carson is playing for the LA Sparks, so she's an option. Uh, I can't think of any other Rutgers players right now that are still in it. Um, Atlanta's out with Mati, but gosh, Coach Stringer got a bunch of yeah. players. That, that, she, she's I legendary. mean, she is so legendary. So sorry if I left somebody out, but we'll we'll we'll, we'll force you to make a decision at some point between you know New York I, and L.A. I've already made it. Essence Carson is is, is the one. So I'm oh going with Patterson. Sparks. Okay. Patterson, New Jersey. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> All right, Kyrie. Well it's nice to have you on and fans, thank you guys for uh checking in. This is a very exciting time for the WNBA and we're just gonna really take you through the playoff schedule, the seating, in case you haven't heard. Um, and then we have a wonderful, splendid, fantastic interview with Sugar Rogers, who, if you don't know her story, you will want to stick by one of the most inspirational stories in sports. In my time and what I've experienced, what I've read. Her story is the most, and yes, she is repping Virginia, So, but that doesn't have anything to do with it. <laughs> so we'll have Sugar Rodgers on a little bit later. And now let's get into the logistics of the playoffs in the first quarter. So let's talk WNBA playoffs. Uh, the seating number one, Minnesota Lynx. Uh, they are the regular season champs, despite... Not having Lindsey Whalen and Rebecca Brunson for a stretch of the regular season. So Maya Moore and company go in um, with with the home court advantage all the way through the playoffs. The number two, the L.A. Sparks. Um, Very familiar territory for what we experienced last season. Uh, The number three seed, the New York Liberty. They went on a 10-game win streak to finish the season. I mean, incredible. So congrats to Tina Charles and Bill Lambeer and that crew. They're going to be tough to deal with. And what ended up happening for New York, which I think is favorable, is uh, they basically, if, if seeds hold true, one, two, three, four, uh, they're going to avoid the Minnesota Lynx. I think they match up much better with the L.A. Sparks. So we'll keep our eyes on that. The number four seed, the Young Guns. The Connecticut Sun, led by John Quill Jones. The five seed is Phoenix Mercury. Six seed, the Washington Mystics, Elena Deladon, making her playoff debut in Washington. The seventh seed, the Dallas Wings. And the eighth seed, the Seattle Storm. So by the time you hear this podcast, Um, There has already been an elimination round. Remember, this year, top eight teams, regardless of conference, made the playoffs. This is the second year of this playoff format. And the first two rounds are elimination games, win or go home. So we've already had our first round. Seattle lost to Phoenix and Dallas lost to Washington. So we're down to six teams. Now, the second round is also single elimination. Connecticut and New York have been in the waiting as uh, that three and four seed or four and three seed. Um, so now Connecticut will play Phoenix and New York will play the Washington Mystics. And from there to the semifinals where the Sparks and the Lynx are waiting. Um, there is receding after each round, so we have to wait to see who wins to figure out who goes where. And then the finals, game one, will be 9-24, September 24th, three thirty, ABC. And it will be the best of five semifinals, a best of five as well. So, with that, I'm going to run through the playoff schedule real quick. See, I'm doing all of this for you guys. Just, you know, look at, look at this. You know, just making sure you know where to catch these games. So, we mentioned the first round of eliminations games are done. Second round. Sunday, September 10th. Again, Phoenix at Connecticut at 3 p.m. Eastern on ESPN2. And then on that same day, double header, Washington at New York at 5 p.m. on ESPN2. Semifinals will begin on September 12th. Whoever plays Minnesota will go first at 8. Whoever plays L.A. will go second um, at 10. And then the game two is September 14th. Game three September 17th, um, and if needed, game four will be September 19th, and game five is September 21st. Now, for the finals, again, they start September 24th, game one on ABC, and all the games that all the rounds that I just mentioned prior to this will be um, on ESPN2 or ESPN. Um, game two of the finals, September 26th, 8 p.m. on ESPN2, game three, September 29th. 8 p.m. on ESPN2, and then, if needed, Game 4, October 1st, 8.30, ESPN, Game 5, October 4th at 8 o'clock. I know that was a lot. Thank you guys for sticking with me through that. I just try to make it easy for people, depending on how you get your information on the league, to kind of um, keep your eyes on the landscape. So, we will be back next week with a full... Around the rim episode. Um, stay tuned. Again, we have Sugar Roger coming up, Sugar Rogers coming up on the show. But next week we have a round table that you don't want to miss because we will talk about the first two rounds. So with that being said, we are going to talk to Sugar Rogers. Second quarter inside the huddle. Fans, it's the second quarter and we are going inside the huddle with another profile interview. And uh, before we bring Sugar Rogers in, I just want to talk a little bit more about New York. So the Liberty and their hard-nosed defense and their toughness and the passion and motivation of Tina Charles has led this team to a 3C, which I didn't, I didn't see happening. Um, you know, I, I really look at the emergence of, of Bria Hartley and what she's been able to add to the team um, and Sugar Rogers' willingness to come off of the bench to take a different role. Now, she's an all-star. She was a WNBA all-star this season, uh, but she comes off of the bench and she was actually named sixth woman of the year by AP, but it, it Sugar's story is just truly amazing going all the way back to her childhood and she'll share some things with you, but she ended up going to Georgetown, um, being their all-time leading scorer, male or female, um, and really has an inspirational story about how she got there and you know, was drafted by Minnesota, didn't work out there, and has put in a ton of work, a ton of work on her game in New York and is now um, considered one of the best guards in the league. So... With that, please join me in welcoming to the show, none other than New York Liberty Guard, Sugar Rogers. Welcome, Sugar. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Yes, it might have a little bit to do with you being from Virginia, but uh, we go back to your days in the Big East, you know, Georgetown, back when uh, Coach Terry was there. First and foremost, let's start with kind of where things are at the Liberty, then we'll, talk, we'll take a talk about Sugar and kind of your journey to getting here. Dang, you guys are hot. You've won eight in a row. What's working for the team right now? Um, our defense and, you know, defending, rebounding, sharing ball
1: and just going out there and having fun. I felt like we're finally turning the corner and just, you know, coming to our own
0: now you're an all-star this year your last couple years in the league you've just really built a reputation it's not just a knockdown shooter but you can defend and just doing whatever the liberty needed i don't know if people saw this happening when you were at minnesota like i don't know if anyone really knew what would end up being sugar rogers impact but you've become one of the better players in this league what what has helped you along the way in your journey to getting to where you are now Um, just
1: the hard work, just being in the gym, those late nights and early mornings before practice, and just, you know, believing in myself, just believing that, you know, I'm a star and just having that confidence within myself.
0: I know you've done a lot with the legend, um, Teaspoon, who is on Bill Lambert staff there in New York. Uh, What has she done to help you with your confidence and your development? Um, just the energy
1: she brings and the confidence she has within, you know, you know everything. She uh, she pushes me to be better. She wants more for myself, for me, and um, just wanting more for myself. Um, she brings it every time we step into the gym.
0: So when I look back at kind of this journey um, for you, I mentioned you were drafted by the Minnesota Lynx in 2013, and then you were traded. Uh, in your second year to the New York Liberty for the rights to swap third round picks in the 2015 draft, <laughs> what what did that? What? Why'd you laugh? Why is that funny to you? <laughs>
1: he,
0: you know, you get traded for a third round
1: pick. It's like that's kind of an insult to who I am. But uh, it is what it is. A diamond in a rough is what I call it.
0: I know that's right. So what 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 happened coming off of that trade for you, though? Like, what what did that trade, that moment, like, was it tough to have to make the move? Was it something you were looking forward to? Like, what was your mindset?
1: Um, You know, just wherever I land, just going out there and playing hard. I just knew I would get a clean slate and be able to start all over and just, you know, them taking a chance on me and saying, okay, she didn't play at Minnesota. What does she have now? Because it's like, no more Georgetown. It's like, what can you do in the league? We knew what you did at Georgetown, but what can you do for us now? And, um, like I said, I just had to work, and I had to show and prove and, you know, tell everybody, like, you know, this is who I am. And it, just showing it, you know, verify who I was.
0: Yeah, I mean, in all you know when you take it into consideration who can crack Minnesota's lineup right like that's not the easiest team to come in and earn minutes because there is so much depth you know there's tons of Olympians so the time for development the time to really hit the floor is it, not a lot you know where New York was looking for all kinds of answers at that time you know I, I have to ask you this sugar we've had this conversation a couple of a, a couple times but what is it like playing for Bill Lambeer? because you seem, you know, he can be intimidating to some people. You seem kind of unfazed by Bill. Um, you know, he's a, he's a very interesting guy. What's it like playing for him? Uh, he's hard on the outside, but on the inside, he's like a soft teddy bear.
1: Uh, you know, he'd be, he be on top of it, you know, just trying to bring out the best in you. But it's just I've been through so much in life, you know, it doesn't don't too much scare me.
0: Yeah, that's actually that's a good segue. And I, now I'll trust that Bill's a big teddy bear. I've never heard him <laughs> describe like that, other than from you. <laughs> he but probably takes like that the, do that too. <laughs> I'm sure he does. So we may we may do that even more, maybe during the playoffs. Big teddy bear. But yeah, let's talk about that because um let's talk about your journey before coming to the WNBA because you have more, one of the most inspirational stories I think I've heard of. So you're from Suffolk, Virginia, and. And I'm gonna let you tell the fans what your what your what your real name is because I is it Tashana? Is that how you pronounce it? Tashana, yes. Okay. See, I'm good. You know, my name's La China. I kind of get it. So <laughs> Tashana, but you got the nickname Sugar. Where Sugar come from? Um, it came from my,
1: my my mom and my uncle, and they were older, and they used to just always call me Sugar. Not saying it as my name, but just like an old saying, like Sugar this, or Sugar that. And it just kinda stuck and from there yeah. kindergarten, and you know how they like, you know, is it anybody wanna be called something different? And I used to just raise my hand was like, Can you call me sugar? And I've done it all the way to this point and uh I go back sugar.
0: Well, Sugar is, that jumper is sweet. So I I kind of equate Sugar to your sweet stroke, your sweet uh, shot, and then also you're a very sweet person. But I I wanted the fans to kind of understand where that name came from. Now, Sugar, you you have definitely been through a lot, and you hinted at this earlier, from poverty to homelessness, you know, losing your family. Uh, For the fans that may not know what that journey was like growing up for you, what what was it like? I mean, it's amazing. To me that you made it through, but just tell us about some of the things that you have experienced in that journey. Um, uh, I I really want to say it
1: started when my mom passed away from lupus, and uh, I was around 13 14 And uh, after that, like my house got taken away, my sister and brother they were in and out of you know jail and prison, and uh, I would just bounce around from house to house, you know, finding somewhere to sleep every night and. Uh, I barely went to school, Uh, just finding, you know, the love for the game. I actually picked up basketball because I played golf at first, and uh, it was something I did with my mom, so I didn't want to do it anymore after my mom had passed away, but, uh, you know, just bouncing around, found a good team within Boo and uh, played for Boo and, you know, ended up getting a scholarship. I didn't even know what a scholarship was back then. Uh, Got a scholarship to Georgetown and, Ever since then, I've just been on my way, uh, just graduating college, making it to the league, um, things that people thought I wouldn't be able to do just because so much was happening and going on in my life. And some people just didn't want me to do it, just didn't want me to be that person.
0: So after your mom passed away, you were pretty much homeless and on your own. Um, no home to go to, bouncing around, trying to find places to sleep. You said once that basketball saved your life. What did basketball do for you during this stretch? Um, I
1: was just able to escape what was going on at home. Well, not at home, just around, like, escape, you know, not thinking about my mom passing away, not thinking where I'm going to leave my head, not thinking about, you know, where I'm going to eat, just being locked in the gym and just having fun and, and just being a kid. That was the only time I could be a kid whenever I found a court to go to. I just knew when the, whenever the basketball stopped or that day the game stopped, I knew, you know, life would kick back in.
0: Fans, stay right where you are, because we are not done with Sugar Rogers. She has more to share with us about her life and love of the game of basketball. But just want to, again, thank our fans for all of your support of Around the Rim. Uh, you can find Tarika and I on Twitter, hashtag Around the Rim, Tarika's Twitter handle is at shino sports underscore. Mine is at Lachina Robinson. We love to hear from you. Um, you can also subscribe to the podcast either on your ESPN app um, or on Apple Podcasts. Remember to leave us a review, a comment, anything you want. If you have questions? Definitely hashtag around the rim on Twitter. But we thank you for your support of women's hoops. Third quarter scouting report. You mentioned Boo Williams and a lot of people, you know, don't really know. I wish more people knew like what Boo has meant to the game of basketball in general, you know? I mean, especially in the Tidewater area of Virginia Beach, Hampton, and just even now nationally, the impact he's had. You can draw back to some of the greatest players that have played that all have connection to Boo, but you know, what he's done for the for the kids, you know, for for young people that may not have much like you did you know, growing up, like providing an opportunity to play ball. What what impact has Boo had on your life and your career? Um, you Just gave me an opportunity
1: and, you know, not feeling sorry for me, just, you know, here's an opportunity, you take it or you leave it. And um, I'm thankful for that opportunity, uh, just to be on that team and get to travel and see different things. And, and, like I said, like we have a great relationship, you know, off the court. He still checks on me from time to time and and I'm close to
0: his, you know, his family. So, yeah, it's just me my family. And as you moved on to Georgetown, um, you know, you've always had a relationship with Big John as well. You know, you were, you played for Terry Williams Flanoy, who is Boo's sister. So it's still a connection and, and a family, I would think. You know, after after this time, but um, you've also had a relationship with Big John. What? What? How did that develop? And, and do you guys still keep in touch?
1: Um, yeah, we definitely keep in touch. Uh, I was con- I'm not going to say I was a hothead. I just didn't know better when I went to school and, uh, he seen me one day and he sat down and talked to me and he was like, you know, you're going to make it out of here. And, um, change is good change. So don't be scared to change who you are. And, um, I accepted the challenge from him and, uh, it's been, you know, it's been unbelievable to change it up because I've been called bougie. I've been called, you know, the white girl. I've been called just because I've wanted more. When I go back home, you know, that's what they call me. But um, I've accepted it and uh, I'm here
0: you know change <laughs> sugar I'm just listening to you talking I'm like wow to think that anyone could say anything what they what they would say is negative about your story about your journey about what you've done is crazy like I'm super proud of you I know a lot of people are but I appreciate that you just what you just said you know what hey I've accepted it if that's what you want to call it that's fine but I've changed my life I've changed my opportunities and you're doing nothing but looking forward and I love that and it's funny because when I used to call your games at Georgetown Big John would always have his seat you know his chair in Mm -hmm. there he loved to come in there yeah he loved to come in there and watch you play and I would see you go over there and talk to him and and vice versa but you left Georgetown as the all time leading scorer man or woman I mean your mark was left on on the program in general but you as you mentioned earlier you were actually a very good golfer Um, and and I know you didn't want to pick it up anymore after, after your mom passed but do you miss golf like do you remember those days that
1: you used to play oh yeah definitely you know some of the best days of my life just sharing that experience with my mom and you know just being i was number one in virginia for a long time i ended up getting an invite to play on tiger woods team and i actually did a coca-cola you know commercial for tiger woods and um yeah man it it, it was great times
0: yeah, that's, I mean, that's crazy because golf is not just a game that anybody can be good at. And you were one of the best, like you said, number one in the state for a long time and like part of the elite group. And that's just so rare. Uh, do you ever want to play again? Do you ever think about playing again? Um, I go out
1: now and hit golf balls and may go to a course and play, but I do thinking about, I'm thinking about picking it back up because, you know. It's something that you can't just put it down and not do it anymore. But uh, I feel like I could, you know, play on the LPGA one day.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, sugar, that would make my entire life. Please do that. <laughs> I would love for you to play on the LPGA. So let me. So you're named an All Star. I mean, it's it's amazing again how you've come full circle. What do you feel like is the next step for Sugar in your career? What do you, What are you looking to do now? Um. Hopefully be on the Olympic
1: team um, That's a goal I set out for myself And, uh, you know, we'll see if it comes true or not But um, I'm working hard to, you know, get there
0: well, I'm definitely not counting you out of anything, sugar, because you have conquered life. You've conquered this basketball thing. So, honey, that USA basketball jersey, if you want it, it will be yours, okay? I'm speaking, it, I'm speaking it into existence for you. One other thing I wanted to ask you about, you know, you guys have been the New York Liberty organization, and I've talked to Twin Cash off and on, who's done a phenomenal job there um, in the front office now, but uh, you guys have really taken a stand as it pertains to areas of social responsibility, um, using your platform to address some of the social issues going on. You guys even did that recently um, after the things in Charlotte. Why are you guys so passionate uh, about doing that? Um, Everybody's passionate about
1: something and, you know, taking a stance and, you know, just bringing everybody together, just knowing, you know, everybody comes to the basketball game Collectively, whether you're a woman or man, black or white, you know, why as like the United States, we can't come together. And uh, we just try to bring that, you know, and as an organization and let y'all know, like, just, you know, come together as one.
0: Yeah, I I really respect, because New York is a place, you think of it, you know, it's all types of cultures. You know, there's Mm -hmm. all types of people from all kinds of backgrounds, um, you know, from different countries. And, I mean, New York is definitely the Mecca. So I think the fact that you guys are so willing in that environment, because there are all kinds of opinions and all kinds of press, you know, media, to stand up is really admirable, you know, and, and the women in the WNBA in general. Like, I think just what the women do in this league. Um, in terms of just using their voice, standing up for what they believe is, is overlooked. And hopefully, you know, as time goes on, people will wake up and say, wow, like, look at what they're doing. You know, they're changing the way people see women or or the world sees violence or, you know, he- had bre- breast cancer health week this week. You know, like all those kind yeah. of things um, are all things that matter. Well, sugar, I won't hold you. Um, I just want to say thank you again for your time, for your story you are so, 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 so inspirational, Sugar. And honestly, I don't know how you survived everything you've gone through, but I know that um, God has a purpose, you know, and you have gone on to inspire many lives of, of young kids who are wondering how they're going to make it out and how they can accomplish their dreams. So I'm Team Sugar. <laughs> <laughs> thank <And laughs> you. Thank you. Contin- and thank you for having can- me. Of course. Continue to stay focused, and we'll see you in the playoffs, okay? All righty. Fourth quarter,
1: out of bounds.
0: That is it for this week's show. Fans, again, we thank you for joining us on Around the Rim. Please mark your calendar. WNBA playoffs are in full effect. These games um, are going to be epic. You don't want to miss a moment. Please remember to go to WNBA.com for information, ESPNW.com. Uh, lots of great articles, Michelle Um, uh, We would also like to send a shout-out to... Rebecca Lobo, who is being um, enshrined into the Naismith Hall of Fame in Springfield. Uh, We will have Rebecca on the show at some point here in the next couple of weeks to talk about that experience. But Rebecca means so much to so many of us. The game wouldn't be where it is without her sacrifices and and people like Rebecca. But she's also a dear friend, a great person. Um, You know, her humility, her thoughtfulness. Um, you know, her, her sense of humor, those that know her just know how amazing she truly is. So Lebecca, I am proud of you, girl and fans. We will see you next week on Around the Rim. Thank you for listening to Around the Rim. Check out more podcasts from ESPN on the ESPN app.